Hi, welcome to That Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc. And the maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Yeah. So, Baron, here we are at the Capitol again. Hey, Doc, how are you? I'm great. Uh, we are under some time pressure. Yeah, we are. We spent a little bit too long faffing about <laughs> earlier, and it's now 5.55, and our next screening is at 6.30. Yes, and it's at... A cinema other than the capital. That's from not where we are right now. So we might have to make this a quick episode. This would be a tight 15. A tight 15? I'm going to say it's a tight 15. Okay. Well. Maybe 20. <laughs> we're talking about the film Anatomy of a Fall. Yes. And I would like you to start off well, with a synopsis. I'm a little bit sad that this is a tight 15, maybe 20, because I love, love this film. But before we get into that synopsis time, Anatomy of a Fall... Bristling with emotional depth, this Cannes Palme d'Or winning, nice, French courtroom drama puts a couple's failed marriage on trial, a story that emphasizes the solace and struggles of companionship. It's I a think. It's a ripper. Oh, such a good film. Palme d'Or winning. I mean, it's right there. Say no more. Say no more. Go see it, folks. It's great. Anyway. Episode done. Episode done. What, what else is there to say? It won. <laughs> it won. It was great. It is great. Go see it. How would you, what do you have to say about this film? When I started watching it, the, I was really mesmerized by just the first scene with the, it was the ball bouncing down the stairs, mm. the dog going to pick up the ball and running back up. Yes. I don't know why, but it just, it felt cinematic. It did. It felt very Haneke. It felt exactly Haneke. Didn't it? Wow, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Yes. I didn't pick that up. But yes, yeah. it felt like Hannah Kay. Yes. And there's no quicker way to my heart <laughs> than that. to be like Hannah Kay. A long shot of everyday life occurring in a house with the sure knowledge that it's all about to go horribly wrong. <laughs> that's exactly right. right. <laughs> yeah. uh, do I even need to ask what you, what you thought of it? You've said, yeah. you've, you've given it all away. I spoiled it. Any... any uh, Thoughts before we get on to the guts of the show and our references. Let's flash back to the other night. Was it the other night? Two nights ago? Whenever it was. It was late. It was a long day. We had been at it since nine in the morning and yep. it was now 9.30 at night. And the film is two and a half hours long and I was tired. And there was a very, very sincere thought in my head that if this does, is not good in the first 10 minutes, I'm out skis. I'm going home and going to bed. And I'm going to curl up and I'm going to have no, no sort of uh, remorse about it whatsoever. But I was riveted from, yeah. the, like, from that first shot. I was riveted. I could not look away. You were leaning forward in your seat sometimes. Yep. Noticeably. Yes. And I was wondering, because I had actually given you express permission yeah. prior to, I said, look, mate, if you can't, because you were tired, so yeah. was I, uh, if you can't make it through, just leave. We yep. just won't do this one. Yep. Um, so when you're leaning forward, I'm thinking, is he interested <laughs> or is he just to about to go? <laughs> but I'm glad you were riveted because so, in, cause I so was, was I. I was so into it, man. I loved it. I loved <laughs> this film. It's, it's so far the pick of the festival for me by a long way. Mm. So I think what I love about it the most is the dialogue and the just beautiful performances. Mm. It's just, it's wonderful. There wasn't a moment in this film where I was, I was pulled out of the film. There wasn't a moment where I felt like I was, uh, you know, watching a movie even. Like, it just felt like real life unraveling before my eyes. Yeah. And it's an awful situation. It's a wife being accused of killing her husband. 
Mm. And I couldn't look away. And also, if that's how courts, courtroom dramas or actual courtroom trials unravel in France, count me out. I don't want to be there. That's <laughs> terrible. I was wondering that all through. Is this, is this a yeah. true-to-life version of what French courtrooms feel like? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me because they are... They're a bit different over, a bit different over there. A bit more artistic, and it was a more it's, artistic approach to the law. It's so loose. Yeah. The, the prosecutor, in particular, can just waltz around the courtroom, interviewing or speaking to or asking questions of anybody he feels like. Yeah. Pausing for, you know, ten minutes to just have a rant, <laughs> or just drop a like inappropriate comment. Nobody pulls him up on it. It's fine. The second that the defense lawyer does the same thing, it's, uh, oh, this isn't a closing statement, folks, even though it might <laughs> yeah. appear that way. It's, it's bizarre. It felt a bit Judge Judy did. You know how she's sort of talking to both of them at once. Yes. And I like that flexibility. I hope this is how courts op operate there because it's sensible. You speak to who you need to speak to at the time in whatever order. You know, bring someone in off the yeah. It's very relaxed. Off the street, just uh, whatever you need to get to the truth. Yep. Yep. Although it does, at the same time, feel like a competition about who can tell the better story in court. Yes. About the truth, you know. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of fairy tales. <laughs> yeah. Within the within it, um, but that's what makes it so riveting and fascinating. Part mm. of it is that crazy. It's, it's, it's such an unusual way of a court to run when you've got like a whole lifetime of courtroom dramas behind you yeah. that are nothing like that. It's like, almost like a different film, actually, when you get into the courtroom, isn't it? Yeah. There's two films side by side yeah. with a, a different flavour and a different tone. It's beautiful. We're, getting, wanna... we're getting some background music in the yeah, capital. Yeah, nice. it looks like they're doing some test nice stuff atmos. downstairs. Yeah. Hey, so, so again, there might be some people walking through, <laughs> going to the toilet at any moment now. Um, that'd be interesting. Didn't happen in the last episode. No, no, mm. I hope it happens. I want someone special to walk through. Yeah. Hugo Weaving, great. maybe. Hugo, that'd be awesome. Um, he might sit down and have a chat. Probably won't. Probably no, has he would. Places I reckon if he came through, he <laughs> yeah. would. Okay, fingers crossed. Tell us what it reminded you of. So my first one, and you've alluded to it, inadvertently with mm. your shot of the ball going down the staircase is an amazing documentary series called The Staircase. Oh, wow. Is it called The Stairwell or The Staircase? The Stair something, but I'm the, stick the main the point is that I alluded to it yes, unknowingly. Absolutely. It is uh, one of the best documentary series that you can watch, a person can view. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. It follows the true story of a, an American writer whose wife, ends up at the bottom of the staircase and he's accused of the murder. Ooh. And you watch the prosecution and the defense teams pouring over evidence as the evidence actually surfaces because the documentary filmmaker was there before, I think it was either just before the murder occurred or he was, it was something was already in the works. Yeah, wow. And so he's there capturing all of it as it unravels. And that's what this film does. It's like you, 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 the beginning of the film is the day of, yep. and then you watch the whole thing happen right up through to the end of the trial. So that kind of reminds me of like a Agatha Christie, like a Poirot, um, the Orient Express, yes. where it just happens that right. a Poirot or Miss Marple or insert is on the train. Kenneth Branagh yeah. on, on, um, oh, it's, it's Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just happened to be on the, on the train to 
you know, to 100%. solve the mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I like Beautiful. it. Beautiful. What uh, about you, Doc? What do you got? The first one I've got is broadly Ian McEwan, the British novelist, specifically his novel Enduring Love. And how that novel opens sticks with me all the time. It's a ballooning accident where there's a balloon, a hot air balloon goes haywire and these blokes are trying to hold hold the balloon up. Everyone lets go and one guy keeps hold of it, drifts off into outer space, not outer space, but into the sky and dies. I think I've seen the movie version. There is a movie version and it's great too. It is great. I've seen it. It's amazing. Okay. Awesome. But the the point is that you start with a scene um, that just feels like the start of a movie. You don't know the significance Mm. of it. But then you spend the rest of the novel or the film deconstructing that and just looking at the finest details of it and all about perception and memory. And and it, it replays the same scene over and over again from different perspectives. Like there's the yes. guy across the field, there's the person who let go. Yes. You know, and so you see it from all these different angles, right? Which is very similar to, to the structure yeah. of Anatomy of a Fall. That's beautiful. I was nodding knowingly when you were saying Ian McEwan because like I, I had no idea who you were talking about, but I've seen the movie, so yeah. great. And bonus, bonus little point. Yep. I did my honours thesis on Ian McEwan. Wow. And it was called Ian McEwan's Perceptions. And it delved into, with all his novels, the, uh, the unreliable, actually it was called Unreliable Perceptions, how unreliable memory and perspective right. and all this can be. So it was almost as if in, in this film I saw a better version of my thesis on Ian McEwan. Wonderful. One thing I would just want to mention, because it's just made me think about this, the different perceptions and perspectives, is that in when you're watching this film, you're watching it from in in, in multiple languages, you know, mm. and, and it really is interesting how it switches so fluently from one language to another. And from you seem it's almost like you're with the language shifts experiencing it from a different person's perspective each time because yeah you have to put yourself in a slightly different situation like whenever the the language shifts it's just another perspective like the you've got reality here and then you've got all these filters that are put on reality yeah be it memory be it language whatever and all of that makes uh courtroom drama where they're trying to get to the truth incredibly difficult because there's there's all those factors going in and the key witness we forgot to mention is the son of these two, who's a little boy who's blind. He's mostly blind. I think mm. he can see a little bit, but his perceptions of the events are all from his what he heard on the day and yeah. what he felt while he was touching sort of things around the house. Um, so, like, that's a whole other interesting perspective. Well, can we just pause on for one second on the performance of that? Of that actor i don't have his name with me which is no awful no, but let me uh, see. i i felt that he carried the film you could you could say that you know uh several several of them carried it but he he just mesmerized me absolutely yeah an incredible performance but i would say all of the performances in this yes. film are incredible they're all great flawless flawless performances flawless i will i can say that with 100 percent confidence yeah. Do you have another one for me? I do. It is force majeure, which we've talked about too many times to even talk about again. 
yeah, there's 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 not too many times you can talk about Force Majeure. It's one of my yeah absolute favourites of all time. It's such a great film. I'm not going to do the whole synopsis. It centres on an event and the various perspectives of that event mm. and the fallout of the family because of the reactions to the event, which is what this film is as well. Yeah, same point as the one I was as yeah. enduring love. I think totally. And, yeah. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Back to you, Doc. What do you got? Uh, I've got a couple, but I'll run through them quickly. One is, um, maybe a spoiler alert is required here. Um, it's the movie we saw just before Anatomy of a Fall, and that is The Rooster. Mm. And what reminded me of it was the um, Hugo Weaving character and the father in Anatomy of a Fall. Both were responsible for their child having an accident and a, and a disability. Yes. I think it might have even been a similar disability. It was both with, with eye, their eyes or vision. Eye injury. Yep. Um, so just the way both films have explored fatherhood and guilt and blame yep. and, and those sorts of themes, I thought there, there was very clear parallels in, in both films done. Great. And, and just, just that thing that as a father, there's a very strong expectation on yourself Mm. that you are there to protect your children and when you actually are then therefore responsible for an injury that happens to them the yeah. guilt it's shattering so yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting it's the worst and yeah. I'm not sure how many films have done that but it's a very interesting yeah. angle on masculinity cool connection that's mm. a cool connection it just made me think when you first said the rooster um i can remember one of our interviews the other day with mel um, she was like, you, I can't remember what the, inter, what the reference was. We said something and she was like, oh yeah, like, how is that connected to my film in any way? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you had to, once the explanation came out, she was like, oh, that's rad. I dig it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a bit we were going to cut out. But, um, <laughs> Probably. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what we'll happens. See. Do you have any others? Uh, well, no, just, just this, the obvious courtroom drama connection. Yep. Um, Films like A Time to Kill, you know, there's been countless of them. I love that this film gives you a completely new spin on what a courtroom drama can be mm. because of how un unconventional it is. Can I have a couple of bonuses? Please. Quick fire ones. And then we've got to run to a film, so make them oh, quick. I think we're going okay. Yeah, we're going okay. A couple um, of minutes. Witness by Peter Weir. Yes. The main image I have is of the child who has been witness to something. Yeah. Um, in that film, I think he was actually witness to a, to a murder. A murder, yeah. And that's the pivotal thing. It's the title of the, of the damn film. Yep. Um, and I thought when all is said and done, that was the real, real kernel of beauty in Anatomy of a Fall, that image of the child coming to terms with being a witness, being a, a good witness. Yes. Um, and, and, just, and perhaps holding the power to the fate of his mother. Like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's one. And that just got me thinking of Harrison Ford, who's also <laughs> in that film. Yes. And this was a last minute one that I thought The Fugitive. Uh, I've yeah. always been scared of being falsely accused. Ah, oh, yeah. And there we have an action film where Harrison is falsely accused and spends a whole film trying to you know free himself i rewatched the fugitive recently oh you did and it is a perfect movie 
I'm going to put that out there right now. It's a perfect film. You cannot make it better than that. It's amazing. That is so good to hear because I remember <laughs> just loving it. It's great. Yeah. It's great. All Everything about it. It's great. Well, I think that's just about a perfect episode time-wise. Yeah. Quality, quality, I'm not sure. But time-wise, we I think we stuck to it. Absolutely up to the audience quality. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> All right, Doc. We're off to see a film. I'm excited. Yeah. I might just stay here and hope someone comes through the doors. She's just about to. Really? Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We've been waiting for that. Finally. Wow. Timing. How's that? All right. See you at the next one. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.